Welcome, everybody, to the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm David Van Becker. And today we've got the uh, grid view on the Zoom. It's going to be like uh, me and Dave uh, staring into the same camera when we're staring in two different cameras because of this uh, newfangled way we got to do stuff. How's Kansas treating you, man? You know, it has been a good week. I was made very much aware of the things that were going on at the annual meeting on Tuesday and Wednesday because I watched them from my home office or excuse me from my church office here in Lynn Valley, Kansas. I am glad that I am not in my home office like I was two weeks ago when we were having to record things uh, that way. So I'm back. Everything's good. I'm here at the church and we are going to have a great Lord's Day tomorrow. And I know this is a little bit different time than we normally record, but I'm really glad to be able to uh, visit with you, Adam, and to learn a little bit more about the annual meeting because I got it from a digital view on my computer, not a live view. And so I want to know, while you did call me, I want to know more about it. And I think oh, yeah. this would be yeah. very useful for other people. So, Oh yeah. Thanks. I think, yeah, that's the most like days in a row that I've called you <laughs> being out there. So yeah, this year, um, you know, if you haven't been a part of the podcast yet, but you're uh, finally getting into uh, commentary on what went down at the, the Southern Baptist annual meeting um, this year in uh, Anaheim, California, I got to go this year. Dave didn't get to go. So kind of switching roles uh, anyway. So, um, but yeah, Dave got to, like, I, I called him, I told him what some of the, some of the little not as intimate details, but just kind of gave him a little play-by-play on a few things and kept him in the loop on my side of uh, what's going on since I was kind of in the thick of it. Because, you know, whenever you're watching those things, they're only showing um, just what's going on in the room at the time, but you're not getting all the uh, background information and a lot of more context that uh, somebody on the inside can do it. So this year I get to provide that. And I, man, it was a good time. Uh, I love California. Um, God created that beautiful state and uh, total depravity reigns, which is horrible. Um, but, you know, hopefully we were, whenever we were out there that we were hopefully a good witness uh, to the people around us. Cause you know, there was, I didn't see any, thing that uh happened on the outside you know like we were a bad witness and all that kind of stuff you know i'm sure there was some people that complain about something um but of course i hope i hope that it ended up being a good witness in uh southern california um you know to to the watching world since that's always uh what is said at these things so but it was really awesome you know i can all i can say is uh thank you to my church uh, redeemer um the elder it um you know I, I didn't get to go as a messenger um so i couldn't get involved in that but i went as an invited guest and just poked myself in as far as as i could go um trying to help and just be a part and that was uh satisfactory and uh, sufficient you know so it was it was all good so yeah a lot of fun yeah, it's it's fun to be there for sure. I I liked my experience in Nashville. I don't remember the time that I was at the annual meeting in Kansas City, but I know I was there in 1984. I remember nothing about it at all, but I was there. So I've been to two, and I'm hopeful that next year it will be my third, and maybe we'll be able to both go. That's my my hope. That'll be a lot of fun. But we do have our state annual meetings that are coming up, and those will be fun things to go mm-hmm. to. And I'll be excited to attend. Uh, I will at least attend some of the Missouri Baptist one, and I plan on going to the Kansas-Nebraska one as well. So um, really interesting things. Again, I'm not a pastor of a Southern Baptist church, but I'm fortunate because the church that I pastor does allow for me to have dual membership. So I am a member of my dad's church in Riley, Kansas, Crossroads Baptist Church, and I can go as a messenger from them if they so choose to, to let me go that way. So all right. It's, thing. So, it's awesome that you get to uh, absentee vote in your dad's uh, church that way, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do. Uh, we we do pray for them and we're grateful yeah. for them. And I kind of feel like they're, uh, in a way, a, a my sending church, uh, if yeah. that makes any sense. So, oh, yeah. But with that said, I figured that uh, Adam and I, as we talked about this a little bit before, we thought that it would be kind of um, the most engaging thing would be me to kind of ask him a few different questions. So I'm just going to kind of work through things throughout the few days and try to keep things more in, in a very um, 
linear fashion. So Adam, help me out a little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about the pastors conference, maybe what you did. Uh, I think you got there on what Saturday, right? So you, you went to yeah. church on Sunday. Where did you guys? Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, that? Man, that was awesome. So we, yeah, we got, we left Saturday. We got into town. We got to, uh, you know, I'm an A's fan, so I can't say, I shouldn't say much about the angels, uh, which are in the division, but we got to see an angels Mets game angels 12, you know, 12, uh, I, yeah, 12 game just slide. And then that was a wonderful game to watch. And I, as an A's fan, I'm like, dang, I have to say good things, but that was, that was a fun time. So, but that was just me and the elders and uh, my, another fellow um, guy that uh, we're in a cohort together, um, just relaxing, getting ready to get into this. And so we did that game, we get up the next day and uh, you know, I've never, I actually never been to a pastor's conference uh, for the state. So I really never knew what went on in the pastor's conference. I'm not a pastor. So I was like, does this apply? apply. Um, and the big deal is like, I said that my, one of my buddies was like, uh, well, uh, so you don't think, uh, preaching applies to you. <laughs> and then I learned that the pastor's conference is, you know, a bunch of just Baptists uh, are picked to preach and, uh, they picked this year, they picked, uh, Colossians and they preached through the whole thing, um, through the whole, uh, event. And man, that was actually, you know, I wasn't in there the whole time, but the preaching that I did here was solid. Um, and it was just, they were very, very, uh, ready to the bike, the guys they picked, they were hitting they're they're zeroing in on a lot of things that need to be done and preached and uh, shepherded, like how they're shepherding their people and what they're doing, man, it was, it was wonderful. So the, the, the pastor's conference as, uh, a, an equipping time, um, is totally worth it. So, you know, there is, uh, if you're not. You might not watch that. You might not think about that, but that is part of, you know, it's, it's not a part of the meeting and business, um, but it is a part of the annual meeting time as you go there and pastors can go and get refreshed underneath the word um, and just sit underneath good teaching and then also uh, learn by example from other faithful men. You know, Peter was uh, one of among many faithful men preaching the gospel. And so we get to recreate that sort of just plurality and uh, feeding off one another. So that, that, that part was great. So, yeah, um, well, I yeah, enjoyed you, the little yeah, bit yeah. that I got to hear from a few different folks. Yeah, Mark Clifton, Mark Clifton out of the gate, dude, that guy was awesome. It spoke to me. It, it, it opened up some things that hit me in the soft spots to uh, kind of reinvigorate me um, mm -hmm. to a couple little, uh, just little points, uh, you know, smaller churches, uh, lesser name folks, and um, just getting that mindset and just being, uh, you know, getting a little bit more fire under the belly. So, you know, so that, that was great. And uh, yeah, that, that just kind of set the tone for the rest of the time. And it was, it was awesome just to be able to sit underneath there. So, so you went then I'm assuming that Sunday night is the first night of the pastor's conference. Isn't yeah. that right? Yes, yes. And by the way, I did get to go enjoy another church in Irvine, California, which this guy, uh, so we go and then we're going to eat lunch. And then one of the, he's a tech guy and he uh, drove us to eat lunch. And then he came back to check on us. We're going to go get like an Uber to get back. Um, but he came back to check on us, see how we're doing, if we were even still there. And then he drove us from Irvine back to Anaheim. Like, so just the brotherhood and just the initial, like, we don't even have to know each other's names, but you're in Christ, you're a brother and I'm here. And yeah, yeah that, so that was, that was awesome. So yeah, Orange County, pretty darn cool. I never got to hang out in that area before, but you know, got to meet a lot of cool people and there is a lot of good, solid, um, practice, um, coming out of the teaching at a lot of, at the churches that, uh, I, I have been in contact with. So, yeah. So then Sunday night, you go to the pastor's conference Sunday night. Was that the same night that they had the conservative Baptist network meeting <clears throat> yes. where Vody Bauckham spoke and MacArthur. MacArthur so, yeah, that was happening. On, yeah. That so was happening at the same that, time. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It was happening at the same time. So six o'clock was the pastor's conference and then at six o'clock. And so that, you know, you had the uh, main area with the convention with the pastor's conference, and then the Marriott, uh, across the way, um, on the complex, basically, um, you had the, uh, CBN going on. So I did get to, uh, you know, I, I was standing out there with the SBAA guys, uh, passing out, uh, resolutions and everything. Uh, they were friendly. Uh, they wanted us to do that. And so we actually got to be inside of mm -hmm. the Marriott, like right in front of the doors as people were coming in yeah. to do that. And that's where I met, uh, like, uh, Rick came up. Um, not Rick Warren. Uh, I got, I got a better Rick roll, uh, rolling up 
<laughs> anyway. And I, I was like, Hey, you, dude, you look like you translate from zoom to real life. And I recognized you from a, you know, from just down the hall and that's awesome. And so yeah. we actually got to meet him, um, in person and shake his hand. And he was just like, yeah, thank you guys for the interview. It was really well done. And I was like, dude, that was, that was great and informal and, and wonderful. So, you know, he, he commended the tag your podcast again and how we handle, how we were handling uh, the situations that we're handling. So it was good to meet him, hand out all those, uh, resolutions. And then they locked the doors. Yeah. I wasn't a part of that. I went, ended up going in and seeing Mark Clifton start, start the, uh, pastor's conference. Awesome. So then, uh, Monday morning things began and of course it's still pastor's conference going mm -hmm. on. And so one of the things that I think is probably many people are unaware of, maybe they've heard a few different things. I didn't really know what was going on. I just saw, um, Rod Martin state, anyone can vote. Don't listen to what they're saying. And I yeah. didn't really know what that was. So could you maybe explain a little bit? Because I, again, I was disappointed that voting didn't win. And I was really kind of surprised that he didn't win because I know that there was over a thousand people at the conservative Baptist networks meeting that night before. So it just seemed like the push that he had from the conservative Baptist network, that there would be a, a large group of folks. I mean, if there was over a thousand people in the meeting that first night. You wouldn't you think they'd just go across the street and make sure that they voted for him at the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the vote was the next day, I think. Right. That was, yeah. that was, yeah, the vote was the next day. Um, so it wasn't like during the times so they didn't have the CBN guys not in there that would be supporting things. Um, you know, Vadi was in that room too. So, you know, the next day, um, you know, there, there was a lot of people in there in, in the room. Um, but what was happening is, um, it came down to the vote. So we had to, they had to vote for who the president was, or who, who they wanted to be the pastor's conference president. So again, we got to dispel that. Like we, we bought in going like body Bauckham might be up for president of the whole SBC, you know, pastor's conference president. Now, um, basically, um, there are no governing documents for the rules of the, so they're going to kind of in the air because this is what we've done because you had the meeting and then all this stuff, other stuff gets attached um, over the years, right? Um, all the meetings, all the special breakouts and all that. So that's a, that's sort of adjacent attachments to the annual meeting. Um, so you, you have the pastor's conference They're They're utilizing the same sort of rule style. Um, but I found out it's ad hoc. So mm -hmm. whoever's the president actually gets to come up with the rules on who gets to vote. And, you know, he's the gatekeeper of, of, of all that I found out. So, you know, I got, I, I got all my abolition, like I was, we, we got a signal group and they're going like, no, anyone can vote. Don't listen to it. And so what they were saying, um, the issue is, is this is the pastor's conference book here. So this gives you all the people that were speaking and all that stuff. And at the very back of it is the Southern Baptist convention pastors conference president ballot of 2022 and ask you for your name, your church, your position, um, and then the choice of the SBC pastors conference president. And you can write all that stuff down. Um, but on the very bottom, it says pastoral staff from churches in cooperation with the Southern Baptist convention are eligible to vote. So Matt Hensley, which was the president of the uh, pastors conference this year, that's his rule that he only wanted pastors to vote for the path, the president of the pastors conference for so next that is year, a change yeah. from what is inside of the literature is what you're telling me so, so that's where some so of that confusion change i'm not was? sure what have uh, so again i haven't been to one in, in the past so maybe in the past they've just again there's no governing documents gotcha so there's no uh set precedent for it so it's whoever it's whatever it's it's at the will of the of the uh of the president gotcha. so um i'm sure maybe it sounded like people it's always just been anybody gets the messengers get to vote doesn't matter who you are. If you're a messenger, you get to vote. Yeah. Um, but this year was whatever, whatever reason Matt Hensley had to do it this way. Again, it was up to him. He had the right to do it yeah. that way. So, uh, right. but there was a lot of confusion because maybe, and I'm just going to assume maybe the years before that never came into something. So people are going, wait, wait a second. Everybody always gets to vote for this, you know? So that's probably the more the air in the room. Um, and even again, the, my fellow abolitionist buddies were saying the same thing, like vote anyway, vote anyway. You can't, they can't do that. And then come down to find out, yeah, there's no governing documents. So, so yeah. So, yeah. So it wasn't first a paper ballot. It was a stand. Is that correct? Yeah. Like, so give me some so, of that. Yeah. So, you know, like, again, this is not annual meeting 
business. This is just for the pastor's conference. Yes, it's a part of the annual meeting time. It's added to it or whatever. Um, but anyway, um, they didn't. you didn't use your yellow cards. Um, so they had everybody stand up. They're kind of, uh, they kind of, they wanted to get the room into like, here's the pastor. All the pastors stand up. If you're a pastor and there were some women that stood up. Yeah. So that was the first controversy. And so, <laughs> but anyway, if you're a pastor stand up and they were just like, you know, this is your voting block. So this is who's going to vote for the president of the pastor's conference. Um, so it gets time to vote. You know, they had them sit down and they go, okay, so here's your two candidates. If you vote for Vadi Bakum, stand up. And then if you vote for uh, Dickard, stand up right after that. Um, so it was a stand up. It wasn't a raise of a hand. It wasn't a raise of a card, raise of this. It was stand up. And as they looked across the room, it's just kind of just done in the same fashion as the uh, business meeting. Um, but uh, after they did that, they ruled it inconclusive. So then they had to do a ballot vote, which again, the ballot was this piece of paper in the, in the back of this book. So you had to rip that out. Um, so whenever, whenever it did come to um, the standing, so here's where that controversy comes in. There's women that stand up, that stood up. Okay. And, you know, it's like everything had been so clean so quiet, so nice up to that point. And then all of a sudden people stand up and I hear this guy going like, ma'am, ma'am, are you a pastor? Are you a pastor? And the lady that I saw that was standing up, she's just like standing straight up. Like, and she's trying not to kind of stare and grimace at the guy, but you could tell that maybe that might be the case. Um, and I'm just sitting here going like, well, we're doing this. <laughs> you know and then some other people around me are just like this is why i don't like this <laughs> you know but you know but so that that's that's a problem so like i don't know like trying to be good faith here maybe she didn't understand the rules maybe she was rebelling against like i'm a messenger and i normally get to vote here i don't know you know if you're hearing if you're hearing anything that that's where the whole woman pastor thing started i you can't say that yeah and so you can only approach in good faith and hopefully it was a messenger, you know, she was a messenger that was standing up going like, no, no, the messengers vote. And I, you know, so she was making more of a political stand for, you know, equity and, yeah. and, and the vote voting process and didn't really understand that that's what the president called for. There's no governing document. So the president can say who gets to vote and who doesn't get to vote for the pastor's right. conference. So again, I don't know. I didn't like try to rush anybody and be like, so like at your church, are you an ordained pastor? Is that what your church did? Um, you know, and would they answer me anyway, <laughs> because that ended up being a major portion of the controversy this year. So the pastor's conference ends about what, half of the way through the day on Monday morning, or, or actually, forgive me. It actually ends at the end of the day, Monday. Cause I watched the last sermon. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Sorry, so it's it was really Tuesday. Good, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday was the official business time of the SBC. So, yes. Give me a little bit of a shot by shot. What's going on on Monday night? What do you guys do? Uh, you're obviously with abolitionists. What's going on? Yeah. Monday night is whenever we finally all got together and we're just given the, uh, you know, just kind of the initial things. This is what we're going to look for and do. We've got these certain times to be there whenever they do their business. Um, we need to man microphones. And so, you know, like as a messenger or as not a messenger, you know, I was kind of like, okay, you guys, you, you know, I don't need to be in here and like, giving commentary, <laughs> you know, so it's just like, you know, it's really awesome to see, uh, cause, uh, dusty and, um, dusty all and, the names, Brett and yeah. Russell. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Bill. Yeah. They were all there. I'm like, so we had, yeah, free the States and man, dusty is a leader. And so he got mm -hmm. us around, he knows the rules for the most part. And he was saying, here's the past. So he was bringing newbies, um, into here's where we, what we've done in the past. Here's what we have to do. Here's the game. They're going to try to do this. And so there was a really good organized and uh, focused meeting. So like, it was really good. Like when people get off track and Dusty was good, like, no, nope, let's go back over so here. So you yeah. guys, uh, show up at the ERLC meeting. Is that on uh, Monday night? Is that on, that would Tuesday be night? Tuesday. That'd be Tuesday night. So, so you've after got, the yeah. first day of the convention. Yeah. yeah. So we got through that and then, uh, you know, um, basically the convention ends at nine 
and it was rush over there. And it was really kind of confusing because I signed up for nine 30 to go to that. And they bumped it up to nine o'clock, but then they started at nine 30. So I was like, gotcha. are they pulling anything? I'm, I'm used to these people pulling stuff. So I'm like, what are they? Well, then that brings me a little yeah. bit to kind of what's going on Tuesday. So Tuesday yeah. is the day where at least for me, yeah. a few things are revealed rather quickly. So all of the motions, and it's an exciting time when people are making the motions in the room. Like I, I, you know, you can really feel it. Like there's some business that people want to get done. Uh, one of the things that I think is is really interesting is, of course, the resolutions committee comes out that day. And that is kind of the situation where they're not going to allow, to, uh, they're not going to allow Bill to pull out his resolution. Uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on during that time. Uh, oh, how well. you all are communicating with each other. What's, uh, what is the uh, message that's being sent across the, and you said, what was the platform again that you all were using? Oh, we're, so we're using that signal app. I mean, okay. so it's, you know, the encrypted version of basically Facebook messenger. Um, okay. So yeah, we pretty much, if you were at an abolitionist and you were at the meeting, it was like, get on this so that you can, you know, and the, I mean, ended up blowing up and then dusty had to end up being leadership going like, we're not talking about anything, but our abolitionist plan. So if you want to commentate, you can go somewhere else, you know, because so, <laughs> like, you know, my, uh, well, you know, the, the beautiful thing is, also in the, the meeting, you know, my, uh, my, uh, elder, um, was definitely Greg. He was definitely going like, I was on one over by love on this. I agree with every bit of this document. This is a wonderful document. So this is the equal protection thing. Um, and he, he had the signal group and he was like posting pictures, like in my text all the time, like how many messages there is. It's like, there's just too much. I'm going to have to rely on you to just, to, if I need to be anywhere or say anything or do anything, you just personally let me know because I can't keep track of this kind of stuff. <laughs> so it was, we had a really, a lot of good contact. People were using it for the most, for the 99%. How many abolitionists it. were on the ground there? Oh, uh, shoot. How many we had a, resolutions man. did you distribute? Tell me a little bit so, about that. I'm trying to think of how, I think, uh, Russ, I think, uh, Hunter said, he made 7,000 copies of the uh, resolution on a brochure, trifold um, brochure size, really beautiful and everything. There's boxes and boxes and boxes of them that he had. And so I'm not sure in the end on how many we passed out, but we had 7,000. And I mean, it was like we, so we started uh, at, you know, uh, it would be Monday night or Sunday night, handed them out the CBN. We got up, I, mean, I got up early in the morning and went out, started passing them out with them. And then we're trying to get the people going into the pastor's conference, trying to get people coming out of the pastor's conference. That's why I was kind of in and out of the pastor's conference, um, yeah. trying to navigate both worlds there. Um, and so, but I would say again, there was no excuses to not know the resolution. So that if that were mm -hmm. to come up there again, the, we had at least, I'd say at least 15 abolitionists like doing work. So, and passing things out and making conversations happen and all that kind of stuff. So there wasn't like a booth or anything to do it, but it was all done. So um, rescue yeah. those, I mean, was that, yeah. Rescue those. Booth? Yeah. So rescue those was supposed to have the booth and the story that I got was, uh, it was applied for, it was confirmed. Um, and then they heard nothing uh, about it for a while. And so they, you know, two weeks in advance, they're like, Hey, so we just want to make sure that, um, our booth, you know, where, where is it? Do we got it? And all that kind of stuff. And they're like, Oh, you don't have one. He's like, well, I've got a confirmation from you. So yeah, there was no rescue those booth either. So, so wait a second, they applied for a booth. They got confirmation that they had a booth. And then at the last minute, it somehow got dropped. Is that what was going on? Yep. And that's as far as I know from the uh, source himself that runs that. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, so they didn't have a rescue those booths. So we didn't, you know, be able to distribute um, stuff on the inside other than the CBN. There's a couple yeah. opportunities on the inside of the Marriott before that. So technically it is off campus. Um, so we could, we can do that, but it was, we did it friendly. So we weren't just out there just forcing the issue. Like, yeah, like we're doing on the outside of the uh, entrances to Anaheim, you know, convention center. Um, yeah. we were in the Marriott doing that. Um, but there was nothing on the inside, say of the expo hall, yeah. um, for abolition this year, but there, it doesn't matter. Like we handed most of the brochures out. Um, and it came down to, I think it was like Monday night and then definitely into Tuesday, like I was handing them and, you know, people, a lot more, a lot of people. And this year, the response was great. Cause it was like, already got one. Love it. Agree. It. Love you guys. Love your work. Yeah. Most of the people were saying that there were some hostile people that were like, I don't want that. 
but it's very, very few. Mm. Um, there's some people you can tell that they just didn't want to carry stuff. Like you could actually genuinely say that they just didn't want to have stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but I'd say for the most part, there was a lot more support for that idea. There was a lot yeah. more uh, friendliness to the abolitionists and we weren't forcing anything. You know, we didn't even have like street preachers, I guess from a video I saw, I, I think Dusty must've done some street preaching while he was out there in Nashville. You know, I don't, yeah, I, yeah. We didn't, I don't think we did any of that. that, but we passed out the materials. Everything was nice. You know, most people were taking them. I didn't see, like it was very, very few people that didn't want one either not to carry something or more hostile to it. Like people were wanting them and I was just like, read it and stuff. And it came down to where, you know, it's like early Tuesday. There's like, I already got one. I already got one. And I already got one. I already got one. So we covered the place of people going in and out of those entrances and exits. So, so you find out Tuesday that the resolution did not make it Tuesday morning. I'm assuming is when yeah it was you all find that out. What then happens? Because yeah. that's now a shift in tactic. What do you all do? How are you communicating? Yeah, like, it was late. Yeah, there? it was late. Yeah, it would be so see said Sunday. My, I got to get my days right. Cause Sorry. I've been off. So, so it's Tuesday, Wednesday. So we knew, um, we knew Monday night. Okay. Really late. We knew Monday night it wasn't going to be accepted. I was just going into it like, why are we even questioning if it's going to be on the floor or not? Yeah. No. <laughs> I just I just went to go. No, we're going to. They're going to kill it. They're we're going to have to call it out. We're going to have to call it out, especially whenever you saw Resolution Seven, which is the ERLC's uh, resolution, in light of what's going on with the possible um, overturning of Roe versus Wade federally. Um, so that's what they were playing up. That yeah. was the resolution that made it in. So then so. show me a little bit. Uh, you have in front of you that uh, handout from the ERLC. Tell me a little bit about this. All right. So, on Tuesday yeah. night. so I mean, Tuesday night, maybe I'm then. jumping too quick. So on Tuesday, you try to pull it out. Tell me a little bit about that situation. We like, did uh, not. We did okay. not. Yeah. So um, that was the plan. And we had people hitting the mics again. They were getting on signal thing. Everybody knew where each and every person was. Um, we already had the game plan on who was going to take sort what sort of angle um, if they got the mic and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so what we were dealing with, though, um, was the fact of Tom Askell. Tom Askell is up for presidency and he is um, known for actually taking the label abolition. You know, we need, we need, you know, he's well, him and his brother, you know, he's definitely associated. So he doesn't even have to say it, you know, cause him and his brother, but you know, he's, he's definitely lockstep with his brother um, on that issue. Um, but we um, come down to it. Like we had people ready. Um, we were getting told from the platform that we could not do that. We could not do this. We could not pull it out yet. That's for, well, in the morning session, um, oh, that's for later. That's, you know, come back at three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was like, after that, it was like, come back the next day. We'll do it the next day. Um, you can do gotcha. it then. And so, and you know, at first, like Dusty's just like, oh, we're going to just do it anyway. We're just going to stand up here and do it. So I'm just sitting here waiting. And then that's whenever like Bill gets on the mic, I'm like, all right, it's time. It's time. I'm here. I got to get my phone out. I got to, you know, get some live shots from in here and, uh, see what's going on. And then that's whenever he secedes his, uh, he secedes the mic to Al Moeller to talk about the whole, uh, uh the task force on yeah, understand of that. So that's a whole nother issue from the abolition. Um, yeah. that, and so I'm sitting here and I got blindsided by, I didn't see what was getting written down. So there's a lot of, there was still a lot of just unspoken things going on inside of, because whenever we give leadership to like the rescue those crew um, and the, and like free the States crew, like those are the brainchilds um, and they, they know the rules and they have a certain way. And it's like all the other guys, all this little worker bees, we were complimenting them, taking our role and just waiting, you know? And so they were at the mics the way they're supposed to be, but the trigger was never pulled. Um, and then like, cause they said bills here and I'm like, okay, it's time. And then that happens, which that's another issue that needed to be talked about for sure. But we, um, we did not pull the trigger on asking to pull it out. So, um, the, the thinking here is, is Tom Askell. Okay. We, we didn't know that he wouldn't get the vote, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't want to hinder Tom Askell, um, because Tom Askell would have done more for abolition then our resolution would. So well, it's, it's, we, we, we stood out of the way to not tire the room of that before the vote. So then it's, it's really interesting, Adam, too. And I, were you in the room when Bill actually did speak? Yes. 
Okay. So he basically gets a point of information and they tell him, nope, you're not going to be able to do that until the end of the yeah. day on Wednesday. And yeah. so again, different than what they had done before. That's actually really close to what they did to us in um, Branson last year. Exactly what they did to us in Branson last year, by the way. So that's something that I think people are going to be ready to need to be ready for is if you don't have a resolution passed, then they're going to make it harder for you to pull it from the resolutions mm -hmm. committee. That's exactly what happened there. Mm -hmm. so, so it's just same political games for sure. Move on a little bit here to me. So you Tuesday night, you've gone to the ERLC. Show me that flyer that you have. Tell us yeah, just a so little bit about the discussions that occurred after that. Yeah. So yeah, I got a got a flyer and it's basically what was on their PowerPoint before the thing. But this is this was their big shtick. And I'm going to tell you after all those votes, I did not stay for the ERLC after um <laughs> after the equal protection got shot down. I'm like, I already went to this meeting. Um, so I don't need to listen them do what they're doing to the messengers because I'm not again, I'm not gonna and it's like I after all this, I've got to get to the beach. So <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but I got the information um anyway, and I've got like they they handed out this uh salt and light or this light magazine, they handed out this, and I got like another um, you know, book about the ERLC, like its history and then what we're talking about now or whatever. But um this is the grossest thing. This is the absolute grossest thing. And, you know, again, it takes a critical thinker, just a little slight critical thinker about words um, that should make you very squeamish about this. So this is their, their basic thing, making abortion unnecessary. So that's basically what they ended up talking about. So they had the, uh, which again, that is the same position that the Bill Clinton Democratic presidency had. That is exactly they where they were. They wanted to make yeah. abortion unnecessary. And guess who's actually spoken about that? Who actually allowed me to hear that for the very first time? Mueller talks about that like a few months ago, maybe even a year ago on mm -hmm. the briefing. He's like, oh yeah, the platform of the Democratic uh, convention was to actually make abortion unnecessary. Yeah. I am really shocked that they do not see the massive problem with that. What how do they how do they miss that? Um, you're 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 asking the wrong guy because apparently and uh, I don't want to like take any cheap shots and uh and I don't want to do just ad hominems or anything, but it's just people are apathetic. So that resolution that we talked about, you know, even in Missouri, like we repent of our apathy. And that's a bunch of bull basically whenever people can read this and they don't think about it because what this is saying that it is necessary yeah they're saying about that. the erlc is teaching you through this that abortion is necessary yeah did you get that from freaking scripture and like <laughs> yeah and i'm going like that's probably the first time i ever said something like that on this show in five years yeah <laughs> So sorry for that. You know, I could say a lot of worse things, but I just want you to look at that. Making abortion unnecessary. That's your ERLC. This is what they're, that's what your ERLC is doing by your dollars to the cooperative yeah. program. This is what you are paying for making abortion unnecessary. So if you got money in on this thing, I would take a little bit of time and please repent of apathy and look up words and yes. think about what is the opposite of unnecessary. Simple, right simple, please. And so our pastors teaching on that, you know, I don't want to like sit here and just like bash, 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 but this is stuff that just needs to be pastored and shepherded into conversation in our churches to understand is like where in the, where in the Bible does it say abortion is necessary? Where would you get the implication that abortion is necessary. And this is your Christian, apparently your Christian people looking at this thing. This is the best way to attack it. Abortion is unnecessary. And that's what they're going to go for. Yeah. It's a shame. You know, one of the things that I thought was very interesting in the ERLC time, and I think I've got the video here. Well, I, we can talk about it another time, but when it is asked by a messenger, what is the sin that is committed when a woman kills aborts her baby and of course brent mm -hmm. leatherwood doesn't answer the question he defers what is it. a woman what is a woman brent leatherwood <laughs> yeah he defers it to someone else yeah. who yep. then says it's a, it breaches the ten commandments it's murder 
Yeah. Oh, he says thou shalt That's not everything. kill, which I mean, we can, again, if we're going to get in a word debate and we're going to try to diffuse the room, um, he's going to say kill. And then you're going to ask, end up coming back to him. Okay. Kill. Well, kill implies, well, it, cause killing is okay. You can, there is a just taking of life that God provides for in the Noahic covenant and on. Yeah. Um, so if man sheds man's blood by man, shall his blood be shed. Um, so they're in, in the world of the total depravity world that we live in, there is, and that's where he establishes government for that too. I mean, all that's there. So when he we use the word kill, that's should be, I, that's probably a little bit more of a under more skilled ear to like, listen and think about the the words he uses, but he, he yeah, he defers and he lets that guy just so, come to the mic, but it's called diffusion because it becomes funny and it lightens the lightens the room a little bit. So again, they knew what they're doing. So let me jump back just a little bit. The resolutions are being debated and individuals are calling for the question before the debate occurs. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what's going on. What was the tactic going into the resolutions? Um, what modifications were you going to at least try to debate? Yeah. So basically uh, the, the main game plan, you had resolution seven. And so basically the game plan was shred it. Okay. So kind of like what we did, you know, you, you picked that one point and you were like, where it praises pro-life. Okay. We're going to, we're going to start there and we're going to say, no, we repent. Yeah. Um, which then would have strengthened that document. So it was like, okay, how are we going to rip this up? Um, and so, uh, Bo, uh, I'm trying to think what his, uh, what he, yeah, yeah, Bo-Lena. he was, yeah. I forgot what his ministry is. Cause I want to make sure I drop as many resource names as possible. Hope beyond uh, abortion. That's right. That's right. So, you know, I'm just, I'm first meeting these guys. (laughs) I've never met him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically uh, I know that he was the first at Mike six. Yeah. And he had been there for a while and you can tell in the videos, he's been waiting there for a long time. So he was there, he was kind of queued up, ready to go. And whenever it came down to it, he was the first one um, to punch it, but he was again against seven. So you always get somebody that speaks in the affirmative first um whenever it's on there so there's another guy that was waiting at that mic too just not as long but then again you can't really punch in until that resolution comes up to then punch in on and so um bo was up there he was the first one to actually punch the button but he was against resolution seven so what happens is it registers up it does turn to mic six um but he's not four so he's against so they have to give it to the four and that's whenever the guy said call the question yeah what a gutless tactic and mm-hmm. an abuse of yep. Robert's rules. But there's a way as if you check out our video that just yeah. posted on Facebook, not too long ago, I actually give everyone the way to deal with that. And I wish it would have been there. So I could have reminded people here's how to yeah. deal with I'm that. surprised. I didn't get like a phone call, call from you. Like, no call to reconsider. And uh, then I could dude, be like, ah. I, no, no. When that <laughs> yeah. happened, when that happened, I was on the, the old, the old SBAA yeah. messenger saying, move to reconsider, move to reconsider. I, I, I texted Clay, I, I sent, him, sent him pictures directly from my Robert's rules, which is right. Uh, yeah. Right there. Yeah. There's my Robert's rules right there. I see it. I pulled it off the shelf and took pictures of it and sent them to, to Clay. It was too late. Yeah. It just, it happened so so quick so but i mean you might watch be it on, ready for that yeah. stuff to happen again everybody you might be seeing a lot of time on the screen it's not that it's not that it's fast it whenever you get into it it's 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 an adrenaline rush too like that's why i kind of like it you know other people mm-hmm. hate that stuff and i'm like oh yeah it's i mean i understand there's heat um but man this is actually kind of fun it's just you got to make sure that you're not playing a game though but it is so- it's enjoyable <laughs> Yeah. So you all, um, uh, there's the questions from the ERLC and I really do mm-hmm. want to play some of those a little bit later because one of the things that I thought was, uh, just exceptionally well done was when the question, um, let's see here, actually, um, going to see if I can share this, Adam. I think this is a really good one. One worth sharing that some people have not seen. I am a messenger and the senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Livingston, Louisiana. Earlier this year, I worked with my state legislators to introduce House Bill 813 in the Louisiana legislature. HB 813 was a bill that sought to immediately end all abortion in my state by providing equal protection to the child in the womb. Simply stated, 
If life begins at conception, then our laws should protect life from the moment of conception. So you can imagine my surprise when, when you signed a letter dated May 12th, urging all state lawmakers across America to oppose this bill and others like it because it would make it a crime for a woman to kill her own child by abortion. I thought that Southern Baptists, when we say we're pro-life, we mean that no person should be able to murder an innocent child in the womb. So this is my question. Is it really your position that the mother who willfully kills her own child by abortion is never guilty before God and she should never face any consequences under the law? Now, you know, Adam, he's not going to give a direct answer, right? No. Like, you know, he's going to give nope. a cheap shot because they are being cowardly. Mm -hmm. They will not admit their position and mm -hmm. they need to be just, honest. Yeah. They and that's just honest. like the, uh, you know, other than Mueller, the other, the other presidents. And like, I was very, very downcasted at Midwestern too. And you know, that again, like Midwestern as strong as it's becoming, um, can't even, uh, make a direct answer whenever asked the same question. So that from the platform, this question, the only person that had the guts to actually say something, even though Mueller doesn't take a label. He is an abolitionist. He literally is by definition. Now it's just getting Moeller to go. I am an abolitionist. Hmm. That's the next step in, in his, but yeah, the rest of the platform. Nope. They're going to be uh, jelly on this one. Here's what they say. Thank you, brother, for that question. Uh, we're in a little bit of an unorthodox format here because I thought questions were coming up. Let me explain. First of all, the chair made a mistake. And yeah, interrupting at the time Sorry. we interrupt complete and it isn't patient and then come here's the deal we agree on the bottom line we want abortion ended no that's the lie today. that's the lie Sorry. no you want it you want it unnecessary you don't want it ended you want it unnecessary you want it unnecessary you do not want laws to do anything you want it unnecessary you want Again, so we can get back into the panel. So the, the issue with the panel is, is I can state that they actually had the right categories at some level um, when it came into it. So when I was talking about doing service to women and, and children and families and all that kind of stuff regarding the abortion thing, they want basically they want to change the environment. Can you say Rousseau? Can you say cultural Marxism? Can you say postmodernism? The system is wrong. We need to change the system. We don't have need to change the heart. Oh, wait, I thought we were all about the gospel. Hmm. Your ERLC is not about the gospel. It is a secular organization that is a cancer to the Southern Baptist Convention. They want to make abortion unnecessary. They don't want to end it. They just want to be able to buy grace. Okay, the church, the church. We need to apply grace. We need to apply the keys. We need to um, call the. We need to call people to repent and believe the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Yes, we need to work in these and do our deeds. But the thing is, is they're not going to do it. They're not a church organization. They are a state lobbying organization. And so whenever they get there and they want to make it unnecessary, they're going to be robbing your pockets for universal health care and so everything in uh, and i mean if you go back and you look at uh, jeff durbin's uh, debates the hostage situation that i've talked about time and time again well maybe i'll stop murdering babies if uh, you give me free health care it's called a hostage situation we cannot let our babies be hostages yeah. to murderous women because women as al moeller can say some women are complicit and we need to deal with it yeah well, I'm going to go ahead and pull this up and we'll let me play the it. last little bit here. We want to end it as soon as humanly possible. But while we you want to make it unnecessary. To that goal and continually shout, that is what we want. Why not support legislation that promises to save one more life in any context? I will say when does this, law save life? When does the Bible say that? Record straight. No letter was sent directly to Louisiana about a Louisiana a piece of legislation. So I, that's, I'm, I'm going to be straightforward. That is being dishonest. Hmm. He is being dishonest there. That letter was sent 
because of what was going on in Louisiana. And they know that that is going to happen in other states. So they were prepared because of what had already been revealed in the Dobbs case. They were ready for this, along with all their secular pro-life organizations. That's again, the reality. And again, your ERLC is a secular organization with our Christian money. You are complicit with secularism, with statism, if you actually voted to not abolish the ERLC this year. Let me uh, just play the last little bit here of this, because I do think that it's interesting. Right after opinion from the supreme court see i told you national right to life approached us as well as 75 other pro-life but they made sure to send it out right before this was debated if this were to be law or this were to be the final decision uh, abortion will be returned to the states it would seem to make sense that we send a letter to legislative leaders in all 50 states to let them know what the principles uh, of the pro-life movement are no that's california for example no we are it makes sense to send that because they're going to have this issue right in front of them and in a state like california they're going to have to take any available win where they can here's the reality nobody needs you you're not going to get me to say that i want to throw mothers behind bars that's not the no no we want you to uphold justice yes that's what's being so if a woman is coerced if her pimp or absolutely horrible boyfriend or even husband if they drag the woman to a doctor to then murder a child then that husband is again Evidence of two or three witnesses, trial, all that kind of stuff has to be as also apply. We're not we're not talking about direct stoning once we hear some hearsay. No, no, we want justice applied with the codes that we already have. Homicide's already a deal. We already have things to take care of homicide. We are this is called homicide. This is murder, murder of an innocent person. There's no justification to take the life of a person. So it's murder. And we deal with it with the codes that we already have. Simple as that. What's what's so hard? Almost done here. This entity, that is not the view of this convention. It is not the view of the pro-life movement. But that's, that's called, a, a, straw called a straw man. Mm -hmm. I believe the same principles that Jesus used in John 4 and John and slander, apply right by the here. way. Yeah. Maybe instead of rushing in like a mob, we instead rush in with the truth given to us by the Ad hominem. Life, showing mm -hmm. we are able to bear the burdens of others and offer the healing that comes with grace. Just Only the church can apply grace. So do you want, as a theonomist, I'm getting shot at all the time for wanting a church state. Literally, they want a church state, and that's not theonomy because they're not going by the law of God. Do you hear that? Do you hear that they want the state to apply grace? That is becoming either a state church or a church state. <laughs> These are anti-American people too. So my patriotic Baptist that I might have some beeps with about Trump <laughs> and, and patriotism a little bit and your, and your flags, you know, in your churches that I don't agree with. I want you to hear that because you probably like the RLC because Oh, religious liberty. No, you should not like these people. <laughs> they're, they're not helpful for the cause of Christ because they end up wanting to make a church state or a state church to tell you how you should believe, how you should vote. That's what they're doing. And they got you. Thank you. We're going to proceed with the report from that. Was the end of yeah. that little piece? Yeah, I totally, totally not loving your neighbor, totally not loving your neighbor in multiple, multiple ways. But yeah, that's uh, um, you know, at the uh, end of the year, I'll see thing. You know, I got to see Dusty and Leatherwood go go, and it wasn't like they weren't like harsh, harsh, harsh. But you, you know, um, Leatherwood was very belligerent, and it was that we uh, we agree on the same results, and it's like no, you don't, no, you don't, and yeah. he just would not take it. 
And then the other other folks on the panel, um, Elizabeth Graham, um, got in on the conversation a little bit too. And you know, it's like she's got a story. Um, she deals with people, and it's like I know we need to take care of women. Abolitionists believe in taking care of women. Women are getting taken care of. Crisis pregnancy centers. We the we have those things, is- and we'd like to expand those things. And if maybe if we weren't paying for the ERLC at Southern Baptist, we'd have a little bit more money to pay more for this stuff. But this is why they will never publicly debate an abolitionist yep because they know and this is why they shut down the conversation Mm -hmm. this is they wanted to control it Mm -hmm. we will not let them control it when they try it again we will be ready and i would say every state convention where abolitionists are going to be there the pro-life proponents who are probably being backed by the ERLC in some way or buddy-buddy with the ERLC are going to try to shut down the conversation, make a motion to reconsider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, then again, uh, as I shared actually on the video before, one of the things that's really interesting about the motion to reconsider is uh, it is debatable to the extent that the motion being reconsidered is debatable. The other thing is it takes precedence over all motions and yields to nothing yep yep so that is the language that and it's on page 320 of the 11th edition of the robert's rules the one that i have up there just so you know uh it's actually direct quote from page 320 what you need to know is if they try to shut down the conversation again you don't let them yeah. Yeah. If we, if you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. We, we are uh, not perfect people and uh, we don't know all the rules and things come up, but you know, God is sovereign, even in our ignorance. Right. right. And so there's a reason, there's still a reason why this didn't happen. So like, you know, the abolitionists are not uh, crying. We're crying foul when it comes to just nature of things, but we're not crying foul because we know that, you know, this, this went down the way it did because we all agree that the lot is cast into the lap and the decision is holy of the Lord. So we don't do anything out of fear. We're not going to retaliate out of fear. Like we have to have this happen. And like, because we're getting salvation by this. So, you know, we've got our theology, right? Um, we have our soteriology, right? Um, you know, but we're, we will point out injustice and we'll continue to do that and we'll be back. And it'll just be like, you know, we, again, that little brother mentality, we are going to tap your arm over and over and over again until you get tired and you finally just go at the very least you can be like pharaoh and um you know still like be on the lord's bad side but you know you still let the people go to save your own butt and we'll take it we'll take that you know because the rest is on you (laughs) but at least you know we can be annoying enough for you know to actually put grace you know the keys and the sword in the right place on this issue so give me your hope leaving the convention and we'll kind of leave the discussion at that as we play this. Yeah, because there's, there's we'll yeah. upload this on Monday yeah. or Tuesday, something yeah. like the, that. The hope, you know, and like just you know the other concerns is you know, just to have is to really really think about the Rick Warren issue and mm. just the uh good old boy nature that happened because the messengers were duped. Um, you know, they were freaked out about uh well, we actually have to do this council. So a lot, the, the room was pretty like, why are we doing that? And then until Rick Warren shows up and then all the messengers are like, yay. And it's like, dude, like we still got to talk about this, you know, and it's still a big issue and, and whatnot. And I mean, I'm making memes. Well, my question, <laughs> ideas be, all day, my but, question would be, where was Rick Warren's yeah. messenger badge? Oh, he did. He wasn't a messenger. He was called, he got special, special privileges from this. So this is your platform. Again, the platform is a big problem in the way that they uh, end up getting the, all this ad hoc stuff in. You know, they, we wow. you want to you want to stick to Robert's rules. You know, we got to stick to all covenant rules. But you know, uh, you you want to be a confessional Baptist until you don't want to be a confessional Baptist. Whenever so so you know, there's that. But you know, the hope the hope is the fact of you know, I got to meet a guy that we're gonna have on a podcast, and like he is a guy that went that pastor's kid hit the streets. Um, rebelled horribly, got into bad things. Um, ends up, and he's like, he ends up um, coming to Christ again. He's a catalyst for Southern Baptist church planting. Um, he gets in the community of uh, like uh, Judaism and uh, gets uh, gets in the community of Islam and preaches Christ to them. And he's, it's wonderful. So you know, the hope is the people. Um, there, there's still tons of good people doing the gospel and we are coming together pastors conference totally worth it 
to go to the pastors conference. I like um, to hear that. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. And, and, that. you know, there's still good business to be had. So, you know, there's a whole lot more you're, you're only seeing the business mm-hmm. because most people care about the business and we need to get people to care about the pastors conference more and the business being an addendum. And again, mm-hmm. like just to put it out there, you know, um, I'm starting to get on the, you know, because we don't have starry decisis when it comes to resolutions, it seems like it's a blank slate every year. And you might see uh, tag your it. And maybe I can I can convince Dave, and we can get on this and do more. But if we're not going to have starry decisis to where last year set the precedent of where we are in the abortion thing, to where the committee would be like, well, we did this last year. That ERLC does not fit that what we did last year. So we throw that one out. We'll take this other one. Yeah, that's the way it should work if we're actually building something. The problem is is we're not building anything with resolutions and it just becomes virtue signaling. Hey, yes, the I, abolition. Yeah. And so I'm just I, saying the abolitionists are using it to minister to a big, huge group of pastors. That's what they're, they're good for. But if we're not going to really build anything um, I'm for, I'm pro and it, ha- it did come up. Let's abolish the resolution process, which I'm starting to get forward to. So, but you know, that's, <laughs> that could be something hopeful because if we get rid of that, we do get rid of more of the divisiveness and we can focus more on missions we can focus more on the real cooperative nature of the southern baptists yeah i think those are those are all really good statements uh one of the things that i would say you know one of the things that i think has kind of gotten swept underneath the rug is that there was a great resolution on the prosperity gospel Mm -hmm. i was really grateful that that was denounced so clearly and I mean, I think everyone was for what was said, and the uh, amendment that was made was exceptional. Uh, Here's the other thing, too. It sure seemed like everyone was for really seriously doing something about the sexual abuse task force. Mm -hmm. Like, there was certainly questions about we really did not want Guidestone to be the ones doing this, knowing their their nature, but we're going to do something with these recommendations. And- Mm -hmm it sure seemed like there was a lot of agreement on the recommendations. Oh, yeah. And so I haven't looked at all of the language specifically, but it sure seemed like everybody there, every Southern Baptist wants to end sexual abuse. There was not a person who was speaking against actually really trying to handle that in an effective yeah, way. Yeah, we, we want to, uh, we would like to see the abolishment of sexual abuse and not just make it unnecessary. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Equal scales, brothers. <laughs> we need yeah, we need yeah. to talk about everything in a just way but yeah they, they you know it was like we do want to protect victims be it women men whatever it is um you know we want to have that and so the yeah the response is great you know the questions are worldview um the advice and you know it'd been probably really nice to be like can we actually take another year have a task force to view the accusations from a christian worldview um but the only problem is I'm kind of seeing that we don't have that as Southern Baptist. And so we need to make a resolution on what our worldview is, if they, if that would be meaningful, um, yeah. you know, but like, you know, like we need another, we need like a Chicago statement on worldview, probably be yeah. another big step before you can even get to Guidestone and being able to teach people um, these things um, to be able to go, Hey, we need a worldview study on uh, secular entities advice on what we should do but it's not the southern baptists don't want to do anything any fight back is not because we're 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 calling this marxism the fight back is because of the worldview issue but we still want to take care of victims the only problem is where that money is going to come from and what happens to the sbc after that yeah well adam i'm really glad that you were able to make it to anaheim it that was, was fun fun for me to get to interact with you thank you so much for i believe it was monday when you had your Yes, it was Monday when we had our little mini show with Mm -hmm. Dusty. That was great. Thank you for letting me record a few little brief videos. And if you haven't checked any of those out, I want to encourage you to check those out. There is one where I include actually Noah Oldham speaking a little bit about um, some of the things that happened there at the resolution bit or at the annual meeting. But um, thank you so much, Adam, for sharing. Yeah, and yeah, if you are listening, yeah, if you're listening to this or if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please go to the podcasts. Um, so there's some exclusive, uh, content up on the podcast that was stuff from the convention that, you know, I wasn't around to get this stuff on YouTube. Um, so there's some missing stuff on YouTube that you can find on the podcast. So please, uh, go to your, uh, podcast app, be it Apple, be it Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio, CastBox, um, whatever it is that you can find the tag T A T period, a period G period, your it podcast. If you type that in, you'll see our logo 
logo and subscribe to that. Hey, if you're if you haven't if you're on YouTube and you want to get on the podcast, please uh, submit a uh, rating so that we can get kind of boosted up in there so that more people kind of see us, uh, you know, us uh, being uh, close to other podcasts that people uh, listen to, uh, get more listeners that way and uh, just get our message out more about Missouri abolition and some area specific things that other podcasts aren't going to deal with, even though we deal with a lot of the same things as our uh, definitely our heroes, uh, modern heroes anyway. Um, but then, uh, yeah. And if you're on YouTube, please uh, hit like on the video, um, subscribe, make sure uh, your friends are subscribed to the channel that helps us out too, because we do talk about abolition. We definitely, um, probably suffer <laughs> from the algorithms on that. So any, <laughs> any of any of those little free things that you can do that only take one second can actually help us immensely. So if you do that, be awesome. But yes, there is uh, official podcast, uh, exclusive content. So please get a hold nice. of that. So I think that's uh, pretty much all, all I have to add uh, to the end of this episode. And hopefully we didn't go too long, but thank you guys again. For I hope being, I didn't take too much yeah. of your time. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I've, I've been wanting to get this out with you for for the whole week. So gotcha. I'm glad to sort it. And I'm, I'm done. I can get past the SBC, get back to my church tomorrow and we Amen. can worship together Amen. as I get to lead worship in the morning. So or awesome. I got to lead worship yesterday for the people that, uh, <laughs> that are listening to this podcast <laughs> anyway. So anyway, um, so I guess with that said, this is the Tag Your It podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm David Van Bevel. And Soli. Deo. Gloria. Gloria.